Hello, hello, beautiful, wonderful people. Welcome back to Philosophy with Z. I'm so glad you're here with me, Zalika. And it is the last podcast of season two of Positive Intelligence. This is chapter 13, Conclusion, The Magnificent You. Oh my god, I love going over this chapter. It's kind of a two-in-one. It is, chapter 13 is titled, Conclusion, The Magnificent You, and it has an appendix called PQ Brain Fundamentals. So, basically this starts out by just him expressing that he hopes this book has shown us a more efficient and sustainable way to increase both our happiness and effectiveness whether it's an individual thing relationship thing or a team we might be a part of and the whole point of this book was to expose well name and expose our saboteurs what they are how they show up and manifest in our lives and how we can expose the self-justifying lies and destructive patterns that they use Granted, they are present to keep us safe. It's a survival mechanism. So, they're not inherently evil. They are just not useful for certain areas of our lives. So, what I have seen in this book is that his aim is to give us a more balanced existence so that we can strengthen the other parts of our brain so that we can show up with both parts being more on an equal playing field. And he actually talks about how our like Western society focuses more on the left brain and focuses more on logic and language and less on the right brain, which is the more creative, abstract, and emotional side. So it's totally understandable why people are kind of living a lopsided life, as he puts it, that they're more focused on this, this one aspect of themselves than the other. And honestly, a big part of it is not even uh, under our conscious control. Like he, he talks about how our brain has two types of memory. We have explicit memory and implicit memory and explicit memory is what we normally think of as just normal memory where we can consciously point out certain things and recall them but the implicit memory is the the memories that we're not aware of they're the ones that are subconscious and i believe i've mentioned the subconscious several times and it's so interesting because really the subconscious is what runs everything in our lives and here it says that the implicit memories impact how we think interpret things and react to things they they constitute an important part of the wiring of our saboteurs and so these memories are like basically the foundation of our belief system but it's kind of wild because we're not even aware of them and he says that 
what makes it what like what decides if a memory is implicit or explicit is whether the hippocampus is on online or offline activated or sleeping so if it is activated that's when it becomes an explicit memory that's when you can memorize or you can recall it but when you're in like stressful situations that are kind of traumatic the hippocampus goes offline and early in our lives our hippocampus is just generally offline it's just it hasn't like started up yet at all so during this time like when we're children that's when the most formative years of our lives are and that's the part that's actually hidden the most so it's kind of interesting like that's why i just say that like there's there's no point to be judgmental or hard on ourselves because of the way we act and think basically we had no control over it at one point in our lives our brains literally just did what they're wired to do in order to help us to live and survive and at the beginning of our lives that's just a very basic logical function later on in life i believe is when the more emotional things start to show up and it's, it's like really the more i think about it that's true because from a young age we don't know much of anything we're getting to know ourselves and people and situations in our environment so on a basic level we're just trying to get by and then as we learn more things like we can walk and talk and write and draw and run and play we begin to connect with the world around us more so yeah that's so interesting so the one thing that starts to happen over time that that varies from person to person is how we decide or react or connect with that world around us if you remember the stallion story where the the farmer had a stallion and it won a race and then it was stolen and then it was returned and then the son like broke his leg from riding the stallion and because of the broken leg he wasn't called to the war and at every stage of the story the neighbors were either congratulating him or giving condolences because of whatever it was like oh i'm sorry that happened or that's so great that that happened and every time he just said who knows what is good or bad and so as we're children we're we're kind of like we don't know what's good or bad because we're like we're brand new everything is just um a new exciting like incoming stimulus but the the people around us the way they react to things is what we then take on as our own and that can be reflected in when um Shirzai starts talking about the mirror neurons so mirror neurons is is basically when you pick up on other people's psychological and emotional states and it's just automatic it's just like my brain sees your your face doing a thing or or it's an energy too it doesn't even have to be visual I pick up on you you pick up on me we reflect one another and that's why relationships are so interesting in so many relationships I have seen us reflecting one another and like to the extent 
that we accuse each other of doing something that we ourselves are actually doing. It's so, so bizarre. But on a basic level, let me just take it down a notch. On a basic level, when I yawn, you see me yawn, you yawn too. It's, it's just as simple as that. They call it an invisible contagion. And a cool part about that is that they, um, Shrizat talks about a study that was done. Um, they have a little like footnote next to it. I could go all the way into the back of the footnotes and see exactly who did the study. Um, huh, interesting. There's a little, there's a little number 43 by it, but the footnotes end at 42. Huh, that must be a like random little like typo in here i wonder if it's actually okay so it does it says 42 at the end so it was dy dynamic spread of happiness in a large social network longitudinal analysis over 20 years in the framingham heart study so in that study and i quote they found that when an individual becomes happy a friend living within a mile had a 25 percent increased chance of becoming happy in the most surprising part of the finding, even a friend of a friend, two degrees of separation, had a 10% increased chance of happiness. And even that, a friend's friend, three degrees of separation, had a 6% increased chance of happiness, end quote. That is so cool. Like, the impact that we have on each other is way beyond I ever imagined. And that's why I do this. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I share everything that I do on social media. That's why I smile at people and just share love and light because it matters. My impact, my presence, my literal presence in the world matters to people on a level that's so deep, we would never know it unless we could feel it, I guess, like unless we do this research and stuff like that. I mean, granted, this is just one book. He could be making up. Well, actually, no. He couldn't be making this stuff up. He, like, people literally did studies. That's a 20-year study of people. Granted, there are so many factors in people's lives that bring them up and down. But I can decide what I want to believe in. And I choose to believe that we can have a positive impact on people. And in my life, I can see it being a thing. Like... A work environment or a house full of seven women like where I live when there's a couple kind of bad apples in the bunch the whole culture of the house is a little dragging but over the last like year and some change that I've lived here we've had a few people exit and a few people enter and I can tell when the whole dynamic of the house is different and it's been great lately by the way because we have people who are all on a I would say a positive vortex within themselves they're working on themselves we're really doing recovery we're doing our 12-step program we go to our meetings we hang around people who are of like mind we are just like living our lives the best that we can I, I truly feel like in my recovery process I've been able to build up this PQ side of me build up my sage power and here and there I just pick up on things that 
make sense because I've been doing it. I just didn't know that's what I was doing. <laughs> okay, so um, what else does he say in this last little bit? Just remember that practice is key. That is just, it's, it, this isn't about perfection. It's about progress. This is about the fact that we have days of life, hours of life. Like, I, I probably sleep about six to eight hours a night. So that means I have like, what, 16, 18 or, um, yeah, 16 to 18 waking hours every day. Every day, I'm awake for 16 to 18 hours. Over a week, over a month, over a year, over a decade, that's so many hours of time that I can direct. But how much of our lives are really lived unconsciously? I can say for myself, last this time last year, maybe this time two years ago, I was living very, very unconsciously. I had no recollection for the most part what I did throughout my days or I would have it in chunks like I was on YouTube, I was on Instagram, I I was talking to, to so-and-so and Messenger. Like I would have chunks of things that I was kind of vaguely aware of but even sometimes today, like a month ago, like two weeks ago, I would really reflect on my 18 hours and be like, oh my god, what did I do today? Like, I was awake, I was here, I didn't sleep all day, but I have no idea what I was doing. That's just my subconscious making me live on autopilot. I've heard it said somewhere that 95% of our lives are lived on an unconscious level. And I just really appreciate this book because it's brought so much light to the, the committee in my head it might be a it might be a judge or the hyper vigilant the hyper rational the warrior like it could be any one of these voices but to me they're all the same voice to me i have a voice that wants to keep me safe and remembers how it was yesterday and and feels that that's safe because i survived yesterday so if it was working for me yesterday, it's going to work for me today. So I'm going to just do that all over again, right? So I have one voice that keeps me safe. And I have one voice that sees my potential and seeks out and pinpoints different things that I can do to step into that potential a little bit more. And it's so, mm, it's so relieving just to know that these are just simply voices in my head. And also, I'm so relieved to know that I'm not the only one with all these voices in my head. <laughs> this is like a normal human reaction, function, behavior. We we all think, well, some people think in, in uh, images, but for the most part, we all have these voices in our heads. And, and so as a result of doing my first season of my podcast, from The Greatest Secret by Rhonda Byrne, and then doing this one, I, I now realize what's going on in there. I now realize that I can decide which one I want to believe. And, 
It's as simple as that. And my belief system is what creates my reality. Now, I do want to mention that although this is simple to understand, simple to understand, I know intellectually what is happening in there. It's not always that easy to just like switch it up. That's why I said practice, not perfection. One day at a time, I can change my mind. I can literally change my mind. Oh, since I'm saying that, let me go to the part here. Okay, he talks about old dogs and new tricks. So we do these PQ brain exercises so that we can basically change our brain structure, which makes us react differently. The brain kind of runs it all. The brain is kind of the, is the, the, the nervous system. It's the one that, okay, so let me just say it like this. I'm, I'm so excited and just like so inspired by this. I'm kind of tripping over my words. So bear with me. So he says, the brain is made up of about 100 billion neurons. On average, each neuron has about 5,000 synapses that allow it to connect with many other neurons. Meaning the electrical signal traveling through a neuron comes to a fork in the road, and then that fork leads to a lot of possible directions of travel. So which direction of the, the signal traveling only depends on which neuron has become associated in the past with the first neuron. So that means we're not hardwired to anything. It's almost like Wi-Fi. It's not an ethernet cord, it's Wi-Fi. It can be directed to several different devices as opposed to the ethernet being directed only to the one device it's connected to. <laughs> so basically like the more often two neurons fire together, the more they'll be associated. And so they virtually become wired together, although it's not a hard wire. So that means it can be changed. So this is how the, the brain basically learns and remembers and forms conscious or subconscious habits and assumptions. So the brain can create new pathways. This is neuroplasticity. And I, I remember when I first heard about that, like only a few years ago, because I remember when I was very young, they said the brain is, is stuck how it is. Like you can't learn nothing new. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that in these last few years they figured that out because of something called a functional MRI. And with that, they're able to actually see where blood flows through the brain during certain activities. And I'm guessing that when the blood is flowing, that is the, the electrical, electrical signal moving through the synapse. Something like that. You know, I'm not a neurologist so oh my god it's just so so awesome to know that I can literally change my mind like as I am doing this new habit or forming this new connection in my brain the traffic is more likely to go that way and so that's how I turn this this dirt road into a highway and on the contrary turn that old highway into a dirt road. And so he talks about how these PQ reps, which are basically just moments of focused attention, you can do that with anything, not even only his methods. There's many other ways to have moments of focused attention. Mindfulness and meditation, 
exercise even artistic things like things that allow you to slow down focus on the now ground yourself in your body and just fully be present with yourself and the moment that you're in these are all ways that we can strengthen our new synaptic connections and these new pathways will be strengthened uh, yes so basically that is kind of a a rudimentary like um amateur explanation of how all this pq stuff works in the brain and how the saboteurs work and that's all folks i will say if you are more interested in the the neuroplasticity and stuff like that he gives a couple books one is by dr dan siegel it's called mind sight the new science of personal transformation and the other one is by jeffrey schwartz and sharon bigley called the mind and the brain neuroplasticity and the power of mental force so that's all folks thank you thank you thank you for being on this journey of positive intelligence with me i pray that it has been beneficial to you and it sure sure has for me and i would love to like dive into this even more i might even make a course coming from it i mean if you are interested in taking the the course that i started with when i first started this podcast it was my first eight weeks i was doing a course in relation to this and we basically went through the first eight chapters in a group together and we're practicing pqs every day and stuff like that and that was kind of my foundation with this and i'm so glad that i continued on even after the course was over and i've continued on with each chapter and made the podcast with the book because i continue to learn so much from it and i i practice this stuff in my daily life now and i must say my life has been pretty chill pretty peaceful i've had so much clarity and confidence is growing i actually am creating a course on confidence right now so that'll be out pretty soon i'll have to keep you posted so my next book i think i'm either doing millionaire success habits by dean graziosi or what to say when you talk to yourself by sean helmstetter or shed shot shed him dang it Shad Hamstelter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. That's a great book too. I'm already reading both of them. So, and I'm going to do podcasts on both of them. It's just a matter of which one I will do first. So, I guess it will be a surprise next week. So, thank you again for being here. Remember that you are powerful and you can change your mind with practice. Peace, love, and blessings, beautiful people.